remember this time last year when everything was just kind of closing and it was an absolute shock that March Madness is going to get canceled because like a week before Rudy Gobert was touching all these microphones and stuff and uh, what that St. Patrick's Day was basically canceled because everything got shut down and now here we are one year later we still can't do anything but I'm still I'm still owed money on tickets to a Zach Brown Band concert that apparently is canceled but oh they don't have the refund for Oh, That's how long it's good. been. It's been a year. Apparently, we're canceled, but we haven't gotten the money yet. So. Great. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah, but we're a little bit more normal because March Madness is back, at least. So we have that this year. Um, I personally am not a big uh, college basketball fan. I'm not a big college sports guy in general. I know the big names, but that's about it. But March Madness is always fun to watch, even if you don't know the names, just because like the tournament style in general with like the single elimination is pretty cool and it's always a fun tournament it's always fun to see upsets early on like i think ohio state's losing right now as i would say this i could be wrong they might have pulled it back but uh yeah it's a good tournament it's fun um i don't really have much to say on it other than the fact that i think gonzaga is a wagon and i think that's probably the team that pulls it off i don't know if you have much um well first i'll start by saying it's incredibly ironic that you come wearing a michigan sweater (laughs) while knowing absolutely college I actually got this for free from my uncle because he's a big Michigan sweater. fan. Yeah, awesome. But the sweater, comfy as hell. I will wear yeah. it constantly. I love the support, as you say, Gonzaga, as well. It's awesome. It was. It's really good. I, uh, I <laughs> have can no skin that. in any game in any sport of college. I don't care. Yeah. No, I usually just pick, uh, pick Gonzaga because of, uh, you know, I had somebody that I played high school basketball with, and, and he went and played there, which was pretty cool. So, That's you know, cool. I just kind of – Felt nice to support, you know. Yep. And then, uh, if not, then usually the Oregon Ducks, because like, come on, look at those. They're jerseys. sick, um, dude. They're the Ducks. You Duke just, is you usually for the Ducks. fun to cheer for, but Duke's not Duke there is this year. Not, which is no, crazy. first time in twenty six years, I think we mentioned that's insane. it. Insane. Um, yeah, but it's, it's so a weird wild. year, you know. Um, now, I also I find it incredibly interesting how like sports is kind of just decided we're we're chugging along, you know. It doesn't matter like. <laughs> We're still going to have the March Madness tournament. All these yep. teams are still going to yep. play each other. I mean, in fairness, the United States are opening right the hell up. Like, they're doing capacity, like percentage capacities for pretty much everywhere now. Like, even the, the Blue Jays, we'll get to later, they're opening their season against the Yankees, I believe, at 25% capacity. And then they come home for a bit, and then they go to Texas, where Texas is at 100% capacity right now. Home. Oh, sorry. Yeah, home Dunedin and then home <laughs> Buffalo maybe later and then maybe home Toronto later in the season. Who knows? Because apparently there's a chance. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a little more normal in the States. Now, the one big controversy that's come up in the last, excuse me, last day or so about uh, March Madness is there was a, oh, I definitely should have looked up her name before, but there's a woman that was in the tournament for the NCAA Women's March Madness and she posted on uh, on TikTok first and then Twitter, and it's been blowing up on Twitter. Um, but it was basically the difference between the women's weight room and the men's weight room. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Have you seen that video? No, I haven't yet. Okay, so basically the men have like a full-on gym in their thing, and mm. the women's have like, you know those triangle racks of little weights? They have one of those. One yeah, I do. for the entire oh, wow. tournament. And so basically she was showing showing off like this is what we have and like this is what the men have. And apparently she was saying that when the NCD when this came out first with the pictures, the NCAA said it's a space issue, not so much um, a money issue or a whatever. 
Um, and then she goes, well, here's the space. And she shows like, here's the rack. And she turns and like, there's this like gym sized open area that has literally nothing in it. Yeah. Um, and I get it. It's ridiculous. Um, it's, it's one of those things that's like such an easy fix. Just put some fucking gym equipment from like anywhere nearby. And just throw it in the goddamn thing. Like, like it, not even that though. That's like, you should be spending the same yeah. amount for a college athlete. You know what I mean? Like a college yeah. athlete is a college athlete. Like it doesn't matter male, female. It's no. they're college it athletes. Be, you know, should be equal. Like they're not, yeah. none of these kids are making money anyway. So what's the difference? No. Like who cares if your money came from them? Like I know that NCAA men's tournament makes more money for you. Like you still just make that money. Who cares where you distribute mm-hmm. it? Like distribute it evenly across college. It's not that hard. Um, it's an absolute joke. I think the NCAA dropped the ball 17 times before even bothering to pick it up on this one. Um, but the NCAA is not known for uh, treating their athletes very well anyways. So I'm not all sh- too shocked that they're on the wrong side of this one. Hopefully they fix it. I doubt they will, but we'll see in the coming future. Uh, it's ridiculous. That's all I really had to say about the March Madness so far. I don't know much about what's going on. I just like watching them. Yeah, it's because it's fun. You know, it's a single game knockout. But at the same time, like when you have that storyline going it's along with it. That's not what you want to start. That's important now, you know. And you need to definitely change that with more than just a it's a space issue. Yeah, come on. You know, then then if it's a space issue, you get them the space, and you, or you give them the the same space. Yeah, right. Sure. Like you're an idiot to think that like you're gonna boldface lie, and in today's day and age where everyone has TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff where you can just post pictures, you think that's gonna fly? Like you can't just be like, ah, there's no space, and then like anyone that's at that tournament is like, really. What is this big ass open area here? Nobody gets away with anything anymore. Oh, you know, eventually God. it gets found out, right? Oh, like exactly. that. So, if you're gonna say something like that, especially something that can be easily shown to be false, mm-hmm. just take your hits, man. Take your hits and fix your mistake. That's all it is. Like you fucked up, admit it, move on. Do something. Do something better. Be better. Plain and simple. <laughs> be better. Yeah. Um. That's enough basketball. Um. The Leafs are back tonight. It's been five days off. We haven't really – there's not a whole lot of games for us to talk about since the last podcast. But there's some news because uh, Wayne Simmons has been practicing all week and he's good to go for tonight. He'll be slotting in on the fourth line. That's awesome. You'd love to see it. Uh, and then Alex Galchenyuk is going to slot into the lineup on the second line because Jimmy Vesey got placed on waivers and was claimed by Vancouver of all teams. So, yeah, that uh, kind of hurts, you know. I'm actually a little not I, like I don't I know. Don't, he don't wasn't like the it. biggest production guy, but no. like at the same time, you know, he he signed a one year deal, and you for like to he, see him for play what out he was that one year. Paid, I liked it. Yeah. Like he was doing a decent job of being that fourth line one million dollar guy that just went out there and did his job. He wasn't flashy. He didn't do a lot of whole lot of things special. Like it wasn't he wasn't great, but he wasn't no. bad either. He just he was just there, and that's fine. He that's filled, what you want out of your one million dollar guys. He filled up the bottom six, you know. Yeah, with a exactly. potential upside of, yeah. of if scoring. If you needed him and in a pinch, you could put him up there and he could score. Maybe, yeah. But, I, you know, it, it sucks that due to the season, you're having to make moves that necessarily wouldn't wouldn't help you, right? Like, especially now, the the Lekkonen trade. Like, how much are you wishing that you had him back? Mm-hmm. Because, yep. you know, like... When He's you, falling you posted, apart since then, so... You, you posted a question that was like, dude, what a, like, McDermott or, or Lekin, and, and it yeah. wasn't able to, to come to our podcast because he was traded Didn't before that. Didn't even make it. No. But, you yeah, know, I, I would have I put Dermot on the bench at that point because right now you were being, you were letting, like, four goals in a game. 
on just average. shake something up. Right now, you don't and have the depth to shake anything defense. up. No, and you and that's the thing now is you're having to make these trades where it's like, okay, well, if we trade for somebody out of the division, then that's mm-hmm. 14 days. We get them for what seven games, let's say. Yeah. And then you're you're playing seven games and into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But like, you get seven games with that person. So like, and what do you it's what bad. are you going to give up for that? Yeah. That's, what are you that's giving the thing up? Is for like, that? if you're so one of the biggest names defensively on the market is Matias Ekholm. And I think if you're trying to trade for Matias Ekholm, it's likely Dermot that's coming off and maybe going the other way. Um, so you're like, it's probably going to be, it has to be a combination of like Dermot and Kerfoot too, and just in order to clear enough cap space. So that's two guys you're coming off your roster for 14 days. And right now, especially defensively, they don't have the depth to fill in on that hole. So you're hammering yourself for 14 days because you're trying to go get a guy like Matias Ekholm. Plus, you're losing all the all the pieces for him. And then he comes back, plays no games, and then he's right into the playoffs with you, right? Like, you're not mm-hmm. getting a whole lot of time as a team. God forbid anything happens to the guy after you trade him over. He gets hurt or something. and guy plays, like, two games. It's it's worrisome. Um, I think it's kind of why you haven't seen anything out of the Leafs so far is they're looking for a guy that, like, either here in Canada that you don't have to worry about or someone that you're not trying to give up the entire back end for so that you're hurting for 14 days without anyone to, to fill it in. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's an interesting spot for them to be in. Uh, back on Gelch, I how do you think he's going to do on that second line? He's obviously had a weird career so far, but it's a different spot. He's had, he's had an incredibly weird career for sure. And it's, it's tough to come into this kind of situation for him, right? Like, you don't yeah. really know what kind of player you're getting. Like, are you getting the, no. the former, what was he, like a third overall he pick? Scored, he scored 30 goals one year, I'm pretty sure. Right. Or, like, or are you getting the Galchenyuk that's, you know, on his fifth team in, in how many years? Yep. After. Right. So, it just, it really depends. I think that right now there's not as much pressure because you're getting other things back in the mix, right? Like you said, Wayne Simmons is coming back. Um, I think it's a good thing that we've had this rest because a guy like Joe Thornton probably needs a little bit more rest than, you know, the younger guys. So for him to play, especially being for him to play in that top six as consistently Mm -hmm. as he's been like, that's tough for him. And he's, he's 41 years old. Like, so to, to do that. It's, it's shown a little bit, right? He's been hurt twice. It's not not the easiest thing for him to do at his age. So to have a guy like Galchenyuk and come in and hopefully fill in that that second line role type deal and maybe even the first line role if he can gel nicely, right? Sure. And then you still, like you said, like Wayne Simmons, man, I think he's going to be, if he can return to form, yep. I think he's going to be a great addition back for that. And then that's going to give you the confidence to say, okay, maybe we can go out and get something. Yeah. But keep, like for me, it's, you're going to have to keep what you have going on right now. So mm-hmm. almost a name like Sandine is is going to get thrown in there, right? Like, if you're in Nashville, why are you why are you giving up anything just because, right? Like, there are They're teams trying good. to. You're, yeah, you, but you're not just going to give a team a cup. Like, you're going to no. want something back in return. No, right. I, and it's a tough spot for Nashville too because they kind of suck and they don't really yeah. have much to look at. Being like, ah, in the future we have this because like there's a lot of guys that are coming up either this year or next year for them. So I mean, I think they need future pieces, and I think I don't know if Sandine would be the guy that they look at, but I think they, there's enough prospects in the leap system that they could be like, well, let's take two or three of those guys, see what we can do. But the problem there for the Leafs is that you can't make up cap space by trading prospects and picks and stuff. Like you need a guy off the roster in order to to offset the cap that's coming back, and it, it's just a weird spot because you don't want to mix up with the team that's there and how they've gelled and like the attitude they have around the team. 
But if you want to improve it, you're going to have to get rid of somebody off the roster. And it kind of it, – it's, it's a tough situation for Kyle Dubas to be in. I don't envy him for it. I think another another hurdle that's kind of going around is there's there's a draft this year where nobody is played. No, no. nobody so wants why these picks. Is, so like you could be drafting first overall, right? But it's not guaranteed that you're going to get like the last year that this happened. It was guaranteed that Sidney Crosby was going to be the next like generational player, right? Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. And mm-hmm. so you know NHL had they lock their lockout year. Yep. They got Malkin the year before, and then Pittsburgh got lucky, had statistically the best, like got got the best the best yep. pick, Sidney yep. Crosby, and then stormed the ice. You know, yeah. But this it's, year, uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel like that's going to happen. Where you're not going to see like what what you're getting, right? Like it's no. The rumor too, from everything I've heard, is that nobody wants these picks. They're like, if you're going to trade us a pick, trade us next year's pick, because at least that way you can see who's there, and it's a better draft class. But you can see the top guys and who you actually want. Your team this year is like it's not a. I don't think it's a great draft class to begin with, and you haven't seen anyone play this year. So it's like, why would I want to pick twenty first when I don't even know the the guy that's supposed to get picked fifth? Like and, it's it's weird. The Leafs have really also backed themselves in a corner with with their goaltending too, right? Yeah. Like so, Frederick Anderson. This is his last year, and mm-hmm. you know, like if I don't see anything looking great. So if he plays worse, yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, what's what's your solution from this? I, I've I've kind of looked at it, and I don't really see an answer where you're gonna have this this perfect everybody's happy mm-hmm. medium, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're either gonna need to make a big move to to try to keep him. Yeah, in terms of goalies or, in the market, like Tuka Rask is a free agent, but. So why yeah, wouldn't you're not, Freddie you're go not a, you're not affording to Rask? Yeah, uh, if he Pekka can Rene. have a big season, if he can have a big big season late and take you deep in a playoff run, then yeah. he's going to make his money, and it's it's probably going to be out of where the Leafs are willing to go and can go even right. Yeah, and that's going to hurt for sure. There's just there's no instant fix to losing Frederick Anderson next year. Like if you're looking at the list, like. I think Lundqvist is technically a free agent, but that's not a guy I want running my team. Halak is a free agent next year, but I, obviously Boston's going to want to keep one of those two. Both Buffalo goalies I'm not interested in. Maybe Philip Grubauer, but I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm really interested in that either, to be honest, at 29 years old. There's really just not a lot of names out there that you're looking to to help fill that hole. So, I mean, you you got to think of something to do with Freddie. Maybe you can sign him for a little bit around what you had him at this time at five mil, but I don't know. It's going to be, it's a weird, it's a weird set going forward because you can't put too much money into other guys and you don't have the money to spend on people right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a tough spot. Uh, not yeah. to mention a guy that I thought they should have went after in Tanner Pearson. He's out for four weeks now. So mm-hmm. on top of, on top of that, it's like that was a pretty decent target that didn't have to sit out for 14 days. And now if you trade for him, he's sitting out for more than 14 days. So it hurts a little bit. There's probably still other you know, Tanner Pearson like players out yeah. there. Yeah, I think not many in the north though is the problem. That it, like, yeah, that was I think the that ideal there. There's teams that are also trying to all, you know, jockey into position, right? To yep. to do something. And yep. that's also the other difficult part is that trading in your division will become incredibly difficult and the price will be probably much higher than trading out of division. Hmm. Because a lot of these teams, if they're deciding to to tank this year, Right, like realistically, yeah. Ottawa is the only team right now that has zero possibility. Buffalo. Okay, 
No, no, but I'm saying in the, in division, the north. In the north, uh, Ottawa is the only team right now that realistically. I wouldn't even say they really have see. zero possibility, but like they need a miracle. Man, they need, like that, they need that miracle run that they went on the last. Time they need they, a, they need Matt Murray to just play like he did yeah. in both playoffs combined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he needs to get real good real quick. They yeah. are currently oof, eleven points out of the playoff spot. A lot of games in hand, so it's not likely, but it's possible. Anything can happen. I don't, I don't, but there's you know the Calgary is now showing some heart, showing some life. Right. Oh, no. They got fucking shit pumped by Edmonton the other day. And like Edmonton's not a good team. I know that, but Edmonton just matches up well against the yeah. Battle of Alberta is always a coin flip for me. Yeah. And it's... apparently Ottawa and Edmonton Edmonton just decides to bend them over and Yeah, yeah. that's weird. Um I saw Oilers fans the other day just like chirping the fact that they're tied with the Leafs now at the top of the league and they're like chirping Leafs fans. Are they three games up? Yeah. We have fucking three games in hand. They're like, oh, well, you beat us three straight. I'm like, is that on your side of the argument? Like, what? Well, we play I Edmonton. Can't. Yeah, I don't get it. It's it's hilarious um, when you're bragging, despite the fact that we have three games in hand. If we win one of them, we're uh, at a better point percentage than you are. Like, it's hilarious. Or the fans, stay stay golden. You're fun. It's fun though, man. I think that this is the the motivation that they needed to yeah. get back into. I'm into glad game it's close. Hmm. Personally, I, I'd rather see this division be close and not have to walk away with it. This team knows how to play in a close battle. You know, they've mm-hmm. they've done the Tampa, they've done the Boston. They mm-hmm. they know what it's like to try to compete to stay into that third, second. You know, you have to go all season long because the team's spot, with you. Yeah. yeah. No, I got it. Absolutely. So they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Calgary tonight. Mm, is it Calgary again tomorrow? I thought it was. Oh, is it Calgary? Calgary tonight. I know that. Oh, damn. I, was I don't know, I don't know I if it's it Calgary it tomorrow. Hmm. But, yeah, so should be a good game. Hopefully they can uh, come back with some with some pride after getting slapped around a little bit last week before going on a break. Oh, but that's basically it from the NHL, realistically. The, other, or the, uh, the Sabres still suck. I don't think we need to talk too much about them. They just suck. They, they need to trade Jack Eichel, to be honest. I oh. think you're going to get so much back for him that yep. you need yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you could win a Jack Eichel trade. I've said that all along. But as of right now, they're just in such a shit spot that, like, even Jack Eichel for this season doesn't help anyone because he's hurt until probably the end of the season. Okay. So it's just, like it's such a it's such a tough spot for those guys. I feel I feel bad, but I don't because I just don't like Buffalo. So what are you <laughs> gonna do? Like they they deserve it. They're scummy. What are you gonna do? I just wish they were back in the division. Yeah. Yeah. It would be great. A little yeah, would beat be up nice. on them every few few yeah. games. It'd be fun. Let's just throw. We'll take Buffalo. We'll take Detroit. Yeah, and just throw them all know. in the yeah. Make, make the in decision. Our, in our new division, make yeah. the division actually bad around us. That'd exactly. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, one Toronto team to another. The Blue Jays. We said last week, or actually, what was that five four days ago now? We oh, said yeah. that uh, we're going to talk <laughs> about them a little more next podcast, and here we are. Uh, next podcast. Welcome. They have made some cuts to their spring training uh, roster. They sent a bunch of guys down to minor league spring training, including the man whose tires I pumped up as t- high as I possibly could last week in Alec Manoa. Uh, they also sent down Simeon Woods-Richardson, Jordan Groshans, and Austin Martin, among with some other guys. Uh, I, it's not a shocking move. I didn't think uh, any of them would be on the roster. 
I thought they would have tried to get a better look at Manoa just to see if he can come up later in the season and be a part of the bullpen. But maybe not. Maybe they just want to see him get some minor league time and work it out. Who cares? Either way. Uh, yeah, but there's other questions in this team, and I kind of want to address a few of them. First and foremost, I think is the only real question in terms of lineup decisions. Who's the backup catcher on this team? Kirk, I think there's just has shown that he kind of yeah, it, right? you, know, you have to just keep going with what you saw last year. And for yeah. me, man, like Reese McGuire just doesn't he doesn't have that confidence when he gets up there. You know, Alejandro no. Kirk, I feel like gets a lot of disrespect because of the way that he looks and the way that he does things. But if you're just gonna do everything all right, then chances are you're gonna be a good a good baseball player, man. If mm-hmm. you could just hit for contact. He's you know? good at it, and he's hitting for a bit yeah. of pop in the spring training, too. I've seen him hit a couple. Yeah, of and that's what that's what everyone's kind of been saying, too, that when you go down to Dunedin, especially this time of year, like, that ball is going to fly. So as much as it's a bad thing for your, your pitching staff, mm-hmm. like, it's going to be a good thing for your hitters. Yeah. So, I th- and I think that the good thing is, is that they're also going to be one of the few teams that are staying – well, they are, like, the only team that's staying in the stadium that they went to spring training in. Yeah. Right, is, so they have that. They're already they have that comfortability. Yeah. Playing. So when they go home, they they're already comfortable with that ballpark, right? They know where they can hit it, mm-hmm. how far the ball is going to fly. You know, they don't need to. Yeah. They don't need to try to adjust their swing to, you know, to fit the, the adjustment of getting into the ballpark. Just for fun here, Alejandro Kirk's hit. Uh, he's played eight games. He's tied for the league or team lead in home runs with two. He's got five RBIs in those eight games. Uh, he's only got 16 he's at bats. He's hitting he's 375. So like this is this is the guy you want as your backup. Yeah. I'd assume. I I really I like Reese McGuire. I think he's a good backup catcher somewhere. He just I think he's been pushed out by um, what's it called by Kirk. It just doesn't really bring much to the table anymore. He's only hitting 230 so far in spring training. More games, less at bats though. He just might not be that. He might not be your guy. It sucks. Um, now, it'd be interesting to see whether or not by the end of the year you can see Alejandro Kirk push Danny Jansen out of a starting spot. And I think this has got to be a year that Jano turns it on or you may have lost your gig because I just think Kirk's been that good of a hitter that he could potentially push a guy that doesn't really hit as much and hasn't been playing phenomenal defense in Danny Jansen. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's obviously tough to you know, go from backup catcher to starting Mm-hmm. Catcher for sure. That's probably Very different one, of role. Hardest, yeah. one of the hardest leaps, probably. You know. Yeah. <laughs> in baseball, the dude and now commanding, pretty much commanding most of the game. You're playing four, three to four games a week as opposed to one yeah. or two. And and I'm not really sure what you know what Kirk brings behind the the plate mentally. You know, right. in in the exactly. like that's what I mean. Like I'm not really sure what no. what he's able to bring in the aspect of a mental game with baseball, and that's what part of it is. That's a big aspect, right? Mm-hmm. of the game is is out kind of like you, you're kind of playing games of chess with each pitch mm-hmm. and you're seeing what you get and that's where like Kirk can't get you know yeah. can't show his hand too easily can't get too overconfident and that's where Danny Jansen's kind of figured that out right he's got he's, a bit he, his defense struggled a little more last year uh Jansen's right. did but like he's shown that he was a gold glove finalist the year before like he can play defense when he focuses on it it's just for him it's a matter of bringing it all together and becoming the player that he should be and um, it'll be interesting to see whether or not he can pull that off this year. I don't, I don't know. It, it'll be a fun battle all year long, I think, between the two of them. And I don't think that's a problem. I think if, you're, if, you're, if you have that battle behind the plate and you have two guys that are capable MLB guys that are 
vying for a spot on this roster, I think it's pretty. It's a pretty good problem to have. They also have a really great, you know, one to six, one to seven, even. So if those guys go in at eight, eight, nine, you know, yeah, you're losing a bat there, but it's not as big of a of a loss as it was last year. No, right? Like last year, it it was pretty big. Like Danny Jansen kind of needed to turn it around and. And he did so what in the final game of the year, but it wasn't yeah. wasn't right when it no longer mattered. He was uh, yeah, it wasn't when everybody else was. No, so no, that's tough. Um, it'll be fun. It's an interesting conversation to have. I think it's really the only battle you're looking at right now on the Jays roster because everything else is set. But uh, one guy that's fucking blown my mind so far and what he's been able to do is the man we've talked about enough because he lost a shit ton of weight and it is helping. Um, Vladdy Guerrero has just been tearing the cover off the ball. He's hitting it hard. He's hitting it everywhere. He has a triple. He had a infield single today where he legged it out on a, on a ground ball to the shortstop. Uh, his legs, like he, he's moving. I saw a video of that triple. He's flying. There's a stand-up triple. Look good. Guys hitting the ball hard. If he, I could, I would love to see that continue into the regular season. Obviously very different in the preseason. But if he can pull that off for the season and stay somewhat consistent with those numbers, you're looking at a kid that could maybe be a massive difference maker in this lineup. Well, that's exactly what like what I meant with the the one to six being potentially like dangerous, right? Like mm-hmm. now that you have Vlad, who's who's playing a lot better, who's able to leg out some throws where he wasn't before, mm-hmm. right? He's able to focus a little more on hitting, not having to worry about you know maybe things defensively. You yeah. know, getting more a little more comfortable at first base, and mm-hmm. he just feels healthier. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Which is it, it, it'll turn a lot of things around. And being in a, a double A type ballpark, like that's going to help you too. And even when they move, you know, that's fine. Like keep that confidence going, right? Yeah. Like one thing that that Vlad had in Triple A was no time where he really struggled. There no. was no time where Vlad no. ever faced adversity in Triple A, no. and that's why I think when he got to the major leagues, and that's the first time. Yeah, you you have to learn exactly, and now you're able to learn really like the same way you learn to get to the major leagues, right? Is I'm going to a double A ballpark, I'm going to go yeah. to a triple A ballpark, I'm going to be able to hit there, I'm getting a chance at these pitchers, and then now yeah. I'm going to be able to to just like figure out my swing and not worry so much about power, yeah. right? Yeah, he doesn't need to be the the fifty I, he home run guy. No, no, exactly. If, if you he don't can, want that, right? if he can get on base and produce and drive in runs when he has to he doesn't have to hit 30 40 home runs i don't really care but he's a guy that can hit 25 home runs and still have 110 rbis because he just makes really good contact and he's in such a good spot in the lineup where there's so many guys in front of him that'll be on that he can just drive in runs all day uh just for fun here he's had 20 at bats he's 12 hits scored seven runs he's got two doubles a triple a home run eight rbis uh, five walks, which is nuts. He's hitting 600 with a 667 on base percentage. Slugging 900 with an OPS of 1.617. <laughs> the guy's nuts. He's having a hell of a preseason. Hopefully he can yeah, carry that. Because, like, he's never had that success in the preseason as a Blue Jay so far. Like, since in his major league time, he hasn't really been able to bring that. But um, that is some consistency out of a man that, like, you expected a little bit more out of this year because he, he had, obviously, he lost the 42 pounds, and he's in way better shape than he was at the end of last year. And it looks good. It looks real good. Absolutely. 
I'm uh, I'm definitely in support of that. I think that it also helps having the you know the off season pieces come in with with Marcus mm-hmm. Simeon and George Springer, who both are are pretty you know George Springer especially they're not sludges at that plate, right? No, they give no. you tough at bats. They give you good at bats, and you know I think they bring a lot of experience, especially with this younger team of Vlad, Bo. And and Cavan, right? Like that's yeah. those three are gonna learn so much from from Springer and There's some professional hitters in the league, right? Absolutely. Even Simeon being around for what if we get the one year out of him? Yeah. Like can you Simeon's a guy too he struggled at a lot of his career. Like for a good mm-hmm. chunk of his career, he wasn't very good, and then he figured it out and just turned his whole career around. So that's a guy you wouldn't hate having in there talking to these three guys, like, hey, don't worry about like if you're struck, like Bo had struggles last year, where he just you look like you couldn't do a damn thing on the field. And that if you have a guy around like Sammy, to be like give him the mindset that he needs in order to help get over those things, it's huge, right? Huge to have around the team. Shows um, a lot of persistence for sure. Like the yeah. the persistence of this team is going to be, I think, the biggest thing, right? Like yeah. they are going to need to overcome yeah. a lot of situations because of the pitching staff and they're. I think that they're ready to do so. You know, they're showing it in their off season how yeah. prepared they are. It's it feels like a totally different like team that's coming to the plate. They right look now, ready right? to win this team. Yeah, like they just look just at it, like they're ready to prove. Like you know what, man, if you guys are going to count out our our pitching rotation, like our starting five right now, then we're going to make you eat those words. Yeah. Right. Like I. Yep. Right. I have full confidence in this team. They have arguably a top three to five lineup in the AL. For sure. I may, I think top three is not that generous. I think they're safely in that top three. And they're going to do damage, and they, they know it. They're out there already with that confidence that they're going to do damage at the plate, and they just need to just outscore their own pitchers, basically, is what their plan is, it seems like. Not a great plan. Can, but... you, can you imagine how many pitches the pitcher is going to have to throw, even, like, what, within the first two innings alone, just Man, to get yeah. the first six batters out? Like, that's You're ridiculous. Facing Realistically, I don't know how you put your order together, but personally, I have a Springer hitting one. So you have the be- arguably the best leadoff hitter in baseball the last five years. And then you have at two stick, you could just run a combination of like Bo or Cavan or even Vlad or Lourdes. And all four of these guys can take you deep in a millisecond without even a thought in their mind. Cavan's yeah, a pain like in the ass to. Cape, why not pay off the pitch, three, right? Like, yeah, I, I personally put him three four. I just think he's that raw okay. power to have at three yeah. four. But like, like all all four of those guys, they're either going to take you yard or they'll just like place a single in, no problem, get on base, keep the line moving, and they all have that mindset where they don't have to do the biggest damage they can possibly do. And it's as a pitcher, you're going to face this guy who pr- could take you yard in a heartbeat at the top of the order, and then you have to face Cavan for twelve pitches because he sees pitches like it's nothing. Or you have to face Bo, who can hit the ball all over the field and can do it for power, can do it for contact, doesn't matter. Then you have Vlad, who looks like a god in spring training. You have Lourdes, who when he's hot is probably the best hitter of all of them. And then you top that off and you have uh, Teoscar in there and you have Rowdy in there. This is like, like the top. Grichik, Grichik on the bench. Grichik like who can hit 30 who, homers on accident. Yeah, like Absolutely. It's, he had a great crazy. year last year, right? That was like one of his best years, I think, statistically. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to be fighting every day to make the starting roster. And I think yeah. that's that's amazing, right? To that have that kind of, on his own. 
to kind of have that team that's going to say, hey, we're going to buy into this team mentality, but we're also going to buy into we're competing every day for that starting job mm-hmm. is going to be huge. And you're going to see a lot of like, you know, like you said, good at bats. I hope that Vlad, like one thing with Vlad, like what was his dad's biggest success, right? Was his ability to just like get contact on the ball. Where like he yeah. just like somehow found he hit the everything. ball. He, hit everything. he just saw, he saw the ball, right? His yeah. hand eye was that good that Ridiculous. he could just put it to anything. And yeah, he found ways to do it stupidly, but he would still get enough bat on the ball. And I think that's what Vlad is like lacking a little bit is his ability to to see some of the some of the pitches, he yeah. just kind of guesses, and when he doesn't guess right, he just he swings. You know, Vlad's got this weird thing where he drives a lot of balls into the ground, and I think that's an easy thing to fix. Like you just tweak your swing a little bit to try and get a little more launch angle on the ball. Uh, I think it seems like he's doing that, but who knows, man? If if he's going to keep driving balls into the ground, it's tough for him. At least he picked up a bit of speed, he legs some stuff out. Um, that's obviously something he has to work on in the off season. And maybe he did. I don't really know what he actually worked on. I just know he did a lot of work and he's looking real good right now. So we'll see. Um, how do you put this lineup together if you're doing it? Like you said, I think Springer's at the top. Yeah. I'd I'd like to see Kevin at that too, just because, you know, man, you could see what, potentially 30 pitches at your top with, the, yeah, with two like, guys. It, you're, you're in the first inning and you've already thrown 35 pitches. Like it's, it's yeah, I like that's so nuts. I like that. I, I kind of agree with what you said with like, you know, Hernandez or yeah, Teoscar at the, at the third spot just for that power. But mm-hmm. eventually I think you'd like to see Vlad somewhere around there. I like, think just, just I, to be a hitter. Like I'm, I'm want this lineup to be more of like a, uh, Kansas City Royals, like, mm. we're just going to continue to move the line. Yeah. And get those matter way. who does the job. And that fits Montoya's game, right? Like, he wants that's to just – That's what I was going like, to say. He wants to move you around the bags, and that that's going to work for this lineup if they decide we're just going to hit. And we yeah. can run – you know what you mean? Like, you can get a single, you can get a double, but we know the guy behind us is going to get us around, mm-hmm. right? And that's where I think this team is going to find their most success. It's not going to be in the launching it over the wall every single no. game. You know, you're going to have games like that for sure where guys are just clicking and they're feeding off each other because that's mm-hmm. how dangerous it is. But your most success is going to come from Montoya's strength, which is move the next guy up, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Anyway. Um, I think Montoya's shown in the past that he's not afraid to just keep this lineup as fluid as possible and just have guys hitting. Like, you could hit third one day, you could hit seventh the next. Like, there's no yep. – you're not set at any position. I really like that out of him. I, I think he overthinks things way too much, but I, I would love to see him just kind of keep this uh, rotation a little more fluid. Like some days Kevin will hit two, some days he'll hit eight. I don't mind that. I think you have him up and down the lineup. It doesn't matter. All of them can be up and down the lineup, just depending on who's going and who's not. And I, I think he's smart enough to do it. I hope he does anyways. Um, to me, what like what is your starting lineup matter if it's not like a consistent set, you know what I mean? Like if you're, like you said, eight, one game and second, the other, like if you're coming up, it matters what they maybe start in a third, potentially the second. Yeah. Right. You see the first at bat, you could see it in the first, if the pitcher really gives it up, like we're expecting, but like, yep. that's the thing though, is you're not, you know, you're not stuck at eight. You know no. that right now I'm better at eight because this is going to actually help move the team along. Yep. And, you, I just buy hope, in. you need the team to yeah. buy in, and that's a big thing. It's kind of like the they Dodgers. have a bunch of guys that are, man. Like getting George Springer out of any of those Houston players, let's say all of them were up in yep. the same year. 
right? Those Astro players just walked to free agency. Like, would you rather not have him. had George Springer out of all of them? Exactly. There's nobody else on that team that I would have wanted. I was not upset. Maybe about Michael, Michael Brandt. I wouldn't have hated Michael Brandt. But I wasn't upset because it's like, where do you see him in there? No, he doesn't where? really fit. Like, he doesn't, yeah. He didn't really fit in the current line. No. Sense. That um, means you could you could absolutely trade something, but. Sure, but as of as the way it sits, there was no no need for him. I'd be almost like you're just sitting there with so much candy, you know. You just got all this candy, and you what don't do know I which eat. I can't yeah, eat them you're, all. Trying to, you're trying to put them all in, but you're they like, I fit. can't. You know, I gotta go one by one, and it just you don't know which one. But you can only have no. nine. Yeah. <laughs> and then you you, know? That's it. You're done. You get nine. You only have nine. That's it. Like they wish that they could have more than nine. You know. Um, the big question mark on this team. Obviously, starting pitching. Uh, obviously, Ryu is going to be at the top. You assume Robbie Ray is going to be two. Outside of that, I have no idea what they're expecting. Uh, Steven Matz has been good. TJ Zoic has looked okay. I don't know if that's a guy you want to slot in. <laughs> yeah, this is what I mean. Like, you're kind of running into trouble a little bit. Thomas Hatch went down the other day, so he's probably not going to be anywhere near the rotation. Nate Pearson's still not ready to go, so he's not going to be anywhere near the rotation. I don't think Trent Thornton's back. I could be wrong, but I even still, if he's probably not healthy enough to be in the rotation. So you're looking at like a long list of guys that don't make a lot of sense, and it's going to be a tough uh, three, four, five. Tanner Roark is in there yeah, too. I forgot. I don't want Tanner Roark for. <laughs> I'd like to keep him as five, six as he's, possible. Yeah, yeah. I don't really. I, I, you, I love Tanner Roark for his like ability to just eat innings and do all that. But what he showed me last year was not promising. And, and if you're counting on him to beat the three or four, you're in trouble. And we Wait. run into a bit of an issue if Ryu is still wanting that extra day's rest, you know, because mm-hmm. then it's it's a requirement of everybody else. You need life. six guys now, and you're gonna see more. You're gonna see more of these bottom tier guys than you mm-hmm. are Ryu because he needs that extra day, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. Especially so, until Pearson gets back, it's just like there's there's really nothing behind Robbie Ray that you're like, okay, cool. Like, Steven Matz has been good, but I don't have that much faith in Steven Matz starting the season to be like, yeah, that's our guy. He can be the three guy and do a great job of it. I've never seen that out of Steven Matz in the MLB. Maybe he is now. Maybe he worked on some stuff. But as it sits right now, you have two guys that have proven they can throw in the majors and a long list of guys that have no idea. People give uh, a lot of credit to to Pete Walker, I think, as well. He's going to have to do some work. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, you were asking to make, you know, the biggest – like, so many question marks turn out to be successes, right? You were asking to fix so many different problems without Mm -hmm. even truly knowing what those problems are yet, right? You know what their problem was in one division. You don't know what their problem is in this team. You don't know if they even have a problem. Yeah. You traded for them because you like their stuff, right? You saw Mm -hmm. something through – you know, you saw something – through the shit that they were throwing out there on their their old team, yeah. And you thought, you know what? We can turn this around. One guy who did, Taewon Walker. One guy who's yeah. not back, Taewon Walker. That was a big like, mess, I think. I don't. I just don't why? Know that one. Like I don't that know. was some guy who was struggling a little bit. That came over from Seattle, yeah, had a great, great great run, and then nothing. That's mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, it'll so. be interesting. There, I. It's not going to be fun to watch from the pitching perspective, but they're going to hit enough that it's not going to matter, I think. So that's – it'll be neat. Uh, yeah. Do you want to break down some divisions? Just winners, losers, teams you're interested in? 
Yeah, uh, I think I have, Baltimore's going to win. Um, yeah, I think Baltimore Baltimore's just, probably got a really good chance to win this year. Baltimore uh, looks real hot. Of these. I have all sorts of faith in Pittsburgh, too. Pittsburgh is usually uh, ooh, a team. Ooh. Those Tigers, I think they the made The Tigers, yeah, teams. definitely. Uh, the Diamondbacks should be fun. Sorry, this is like golf, right? Lowest score wins? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, You're trying to keep it under 60? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they're, no, they're we'll going to be the NL because the graphic I had has the divisions with the NL first. So where did you do the graphic? You should be able. I to just sh- I just literally just looked up pictures. Oh my god, I, I struggled for ten minutes. <laughs> look up MLB right. divisions, man. I did, uh, and it, it gave me the realignment nonsense. Oh, that's not. No, no, no. Uh, NL East, you got the Braves, Mets, Marlins, Nats, Phillies. I think this could be the tightest division of any oh, of them. Yeah. Either either side. Um, I think the Braves have a little advantage. The pe- the Mets, everyone has pegged to be really good. I don't see what they did that makes them way better than last year. But I think they also have it. a lot of they also have a lot of faith in Degrom, like kind of. Degrom and Syndergaard. Syndergaard hasn't really been anything no. in his career. I don't know where. Degrom's been, you know, Cy Young candidate for how long now? Yeah, but then how you have Marcus Stroman is- coming back. Obviously, I yeah. I like Marcus Stroman, but I don't have don't that much have faith in him to turn Juan Walker. Right. That's it's a deep it's a it's a good rotation. Deeper team in but I'm not and... really afraid of anyone in the lineup outside of Francisco Lindor and maybe Pete Alonso. Like I don't I, I don't yeah, fear them that Michael much. Conforto struggles Weird. with um, consistency, but he I know he's got a little pop in his bat, right? Like if he's gonna yeah. hit it, it's gonna be pretty far. Jeff yep. McNeil is kind of like a real big utility. Jeff guy McNeil's crazy. He hits but he's not a guy I rely on. No. Um no, it's interesting. It'll be fun. Uh, yeah. The, Mar- the Marlins in that division, they surprised a lot of people last year, and I think they could still be that team this year when they're. I also the don't think that the, I don't think the Nationals are going to be as bad as they were last year. I think they no, kind of made no. some moves and could definitely could definitely make a a, a bit of a push for that top for sure. I still sure. think that it's Atlanta's to lose. You know. Yeah, Steven Strasburg was uh, hurt last year, right? Like you spent a lot of the year on the. Season. Yeah, a lot of it hurt. Remember, he got um, kicked out. <laughs> Yeah, he got kicked out of the stadium one game because he was arguing balls and strikes with the ump. And oh, the ump as, the, as a fan, yeah, yeah right. as a fan. Um, and then the Phillies—you never know what the Phillies are, man. Sometimes they're really good, sometimes they're dog shit. Their bullpen is never any good. Their lineup is really good. Who knows? I have no idea what that team can be. Bryce Harper like, looks like an MVP candidate at times, and he looks like he doesn't know how to hit a ball at others. So I really Phillies, don't know. The Phillies are like the Leafs in the Sundin era. Where it's like there's a pile of money there, and it's like, why and isn't this working? It just doesn't seem to be doing this, anything. This yeah. isn't working. There's so much money no. there, and why isn't this working? It just feels yeah. like that. It'll be an interesting year out of – I think the teams to watch in that division are the Marlins, the Mets, and the Phillies. I think those three are like the wild card of like which one of these can battle with the other two. And I think the Nationals are good enough to be up there. Well, and like, I think are the Braves are good are you saying then that Anthony Rendon meant that much to the Nationals that since his departure they cannot – come back like you think Juan Soto is really not going to be able to no I think Juan Soto can carry that team I think they're good I think they're sitting two right now but I think it depends I got my teams crossed I got my teams totally crossed Um, (laughs) like I think Atlanta's far and away the best team in that division right and then I think the Nats are probably right behind them but it all depends on what you see out of the Mets, Marlins, and Phillies like if the Marlins are what they were last year they're going to be a pain in the ass all year they could be battling in that spot the Mets apparently got better. I don't see it, but apparently they did. They're like the Montreal Canadiens of the MLB, basically. <laughs> Everyone says they got better, but I don't really see where they improved. 
Um, and then the Phillies should be good. You just expect them to be good, but they never are. So I, I don't know. So you're kind of well because every other team is is really tough though, right? Like yeah, it's just I don't know, but like the, the, Mets, to play in. the Mets also got Cookie, right? Let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah. So your so, their rotation's good. And you, you hope that you Edwin Diaz is, is not as ass as he's been. He was, no. yeah, that's a real not bad trade. That's he does not look good for that team. See, so look, James McCann, Jose Martinez. I don't know, man. They kind of they've got Kevin Pilar. Okay, that's it. Woo. Sean Reed. Sean Reed Foley is Woo. on their starting roster right now. Uh, yeah, that's Jonathan. He'll probably be in the pen. I don't hate Sean Reed Pilar Foley in the pen, man. I think that guy is Dominic Smith in the bullpen. Aaron Loop, dude. I'm gonna keep going with this team until you just like get convinced that they're good. JD Davis. Dellen Batanza. Dellen back. Dellen's there. I don't know. He's on the roster. He was hurt last year. Albert um, Amora Jr. Come on. Oh, that's a nice pickup. I don't. Yeah. I just don't. They don't scare me. I don't have to play them, but they don't scare me all that much. Um, okay. On to the worst division in baseball, I would say. Um, the NL Central. I think it's St. Louis's to win, and I think the Cubs can play baseball. But outside said, of that. I'm saying the Cubs, uh, to be honest with you. I think that they. Okay. I don't I know you, why. I think it's you could argue one, two Cubs Cardinals, and yeah, then the I other three did, yeah. are just there. They got rid of a lot of, like, I know they lost you, Darvish, for sure. That's really tough to do. But they also got rid of Kyle Schwarber, who mm-hmm. I, was a liability out there. I'm sorry to say. He was not able sure, to yeah. do. Yeah, but even offensively with the bat the last, what, little bit. Like, they weren't able Struggle. to do anything they needed. Yeah, they needed something to to change that culture. And yeah. I just want to see who's – He's kind of on that team now, but they're just always the Cubs. You know, you just, you don't think the Cubs are going to be. <laughs> it's funny. Cause like early in our lives, the Cubs were just dog shit. Jake Gary at his back. Yeah. Zach Davies. I don't, I don't see a lot of the Chicago Cubs. that gives me hope personally. Hayward, Craig Kimbrell, Jake Marisnik. Come on. That's a big deal. He plays hard, you know? Oh, they got Jock. Remember? Did they get Jock? Yeah, Jock Peterson's on. I did not know that they got Jock. Yeah, they did. They got Jock. Does uh, that change your mind? No, no, no not the slightest. <laughs> Brandon I Workman. I, I like that. I'm going to vote for him. Yeah, no, Austin I Hill. don't. Um, I don't really have faith in this team to do much this year. Like, it just they lost a lot and didn't gain anything. And I, I don't <laughs> think the Cardinals are great either. But I think the Cardinals are better than the Cubs. And I think well, the I Cardinals just kind of make it in. Oh, I forgot about Arenado too. So like, they got better, and they were okay last year. Uh, but the they Brewers also picked, they suck. got older though too, man. Sure. If, like the cards are way older now than they, <laughs> I think than they want to admit. Yeah. Because uh, bringing back, they brought back Yadi, which is great for sure. But they're older. They are. Andrew old. Miller is not no that great of a no. pitcher anymore. They have Goldie at first still, right? Goldie's still right. Good enough. You've got Tyler um, O'Neill too, who's, who's not bad, Canadian. Yeah, the rotation's okay with Jack Flaherty in there. But Adam Adam Wainwright's back at 39. Wainwright just gets it done. Like, he's just kind of consistently there. I know, um, but he's 39 now, you know? Yeah, I don't think the Brewers are competing in that thing. Pittsburgh's obviously All not. Gold, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's not going to be good. They got two not good pitchers and a half-decent power lineup, but I just – I don't think Sonny Gray. I don't think Sonny Gray spends the year on that team. Is he there still? Yeah, I don't still? think. Well, him and um, what's his name? Gavin. They're starting. number one guy. Holy shit! 
I said his name about a thousand times in the past three I weeks. Know. Either I way, because I'm looking at his name. He's, he wears number 58. See him. He's got like a, his hat sits way, it's so weird in his head. Starts with an L, his first name. His last oh, name Luis Chucky. Castillo. There you go. Hey, he I gets could, I was it. gapping so hard on him. Yeah, they, I, I don't think, I think one of them are gone by the trade deadline. At least one of them, maybe both. I just don't see that team doing anything. Yeah, I don't think Sonny Gray should finish his. And oh, Michael Lorenzo was like the, or Mike, yeah, Lorenzo? Lorenzo, who's like the, the most the jack player, player? To crazy. Oh. Yeah, guy can hit, guy can play the outfield, guy can pitch, crazy. But that's. Oh my God. Have you ever seen him? Him and Dietrich, oh, like huge, huge, just absolute roid monsters monster. without the roids. Um, yeah, the other division in the the NL NL West. It's a two team division. The other three are not competing in that one. The Giants are a team, and I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> But that's about the it. Rockies I have. have given up, and the Rockies have nothing left. They have Trevor Story and noted insert Charlie player Barker. here. Oh, Blackman's still there, yeah. That's it. I don't. I don't. Herman Marquez, no. I think, is in the rotation. But they're that team's not. So that team's not competing. They're not. They're John, pitching. John just, Gray lost it before he found it. You know, mm-hmm. he showed a glimpse of it, and then it was just gone, gone. just yeah. overnight. Um, it happens in Colorado, man. The, the ball yeah, flies. Dude, no pitching. Dude, you get like two good months in Colorado as a pitcher. Your pitcher that survives there, my my hats off to you because yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, like there's no way. No. Um. So obviously they're not competing. The Diamondbacks just don't have it. They don't have anything that scares me. That's going to put yeah. them in that running. I think it's the Dodgers, man. I think the Dodgers. The fact that they ponied up for their pitching rotation that didn't need to be ponied up. Mm-hmm. You know, like and Jock Peterson lost for sure. Not a big loss. Really only good against one side of the like on one yeah. side of the. And it's not like, a big enough loss to matter on that team. They have so many guys. Um, they're they Dodgers. There could be two hundred, two one hundred win teams in that division. Uh, and it's going to be so be great. To it's plug it out against each other. Crazy! It's going to end up being like a one hundred seven to one hundred four end of the year, and I think the Dodgers probably oh, take yeah. it just because they have a little bit deeper of a hey. rotation right now. Because Dillon think- that went down. Do you think Cody Bellinger though is as bad as he was last year? Like, do you think that his? I think he's... I think Cody Bellinger is somewhere in between those two seasons. I don't think he's as good as he was his MVP year, but I don't think he's as bad as but he was last year. That is a fall. Like that yeah. is a, a, you know, that's not falling with style. That's just falling. Like you just face it. I think his MVP year was an anomaly. I don't think he's he's that good. I think he's good, and he's had really good years before that. But he's just been streaky and never that consistent until that MVP year where he just took off. I think he regresses from that, but I think he's way better than what he was last year, personally. Could be wrong. Yeah, I, Could be wrong. Um, I, obviously, I, you're for watching me, for... I really want to see... I want to see Dustin May take sure. that step forward. Yeah. Like, he, to me, like, the way that he... I love the look. I love the hair. I love the, the how long the he is. The electric I mean, arm. Yeah, I. you know what I mean? If he can ever find it... I love that I have him on my fantasy it. team. Right? I think um, that he's great. Yeah, um, that he could be real, real good for that team, especially when you have Bauer, Kershaw, yeah. and Walker. There's right obviously some interesting storylines on both teams. I think you're looking at Trevor Bauer to see if he can replicate what he did last year. You're mm-hmm. looking at Mookie Betts to see if he's still the MVP mm-hmm. candidate that he's been because he's had some off years here and there. Um, Fernando Tatis, you're looking to see if he can stay healthy and make that jump. Manny Machado to see if he can continue doing what he was last year as opposed to what he did with the Dodgers. Um, other than that, 
that's uh, mainly the rest right of the, there. There's not, there's not some, there's a lot of exciting storylines in the team. You kind of know what you're going to get from both of them. You love Machado, don't you? I hate you're that guy. Machado. I don't hate him as much as I used to, but like him on the Orioles and him on the Dodgers, I just, I could not stand. He's he not as bad anymore. There. No, he was a bit of a punk there. He just, I think he's maturing a little bit, but like he's just, just annoying. I just think that for the the Padres, like it's tough to to build all that together and to have everything go perfectly that fast. You know, that's yeah. to me like. That's yeah. to me the biggest question mark, and I like the Hayson Dodgers. Kim. Sorry, Hayson Kim's another one that we didn't really mention. Right. There, that's another thing you got to plug in and see if that works. So that's yep. they they do have a little more intriguing, like yeah. can they get it done type of thing, but especially with the the injuries they currently have with Clevenger and Lamette not yeah. starting the season, right? Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they can piece together. Yep. Uh, on to the AL. We're gonna save the best for last. So we'll start with the Central. I think. Now, this might be a hot take. I think the team that comes out of the AL is in the Central, in the Chicago White Sox. I think they were really good last year, and they're only going to get better. I, I don't see – they're not regret – like, Jose Abreu is the only guy I can see regressing on that team. Other than that, everyone, I think you're going to see a better year out of Luis Robert. I think Tim Anderson is what Tim Anderson is. He's going to continue to do what he does. You have Yaz behind the plate, and he's great. Um What's his name there? Uh, Moncada's good. Uh, Eloy's Garrett only going to get better. Garrett, Garrett Crochet, thank you. Yeah, who's like pretty electric too there. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that they are. Yeah, like Liam Hendricks going there too helps. Eloy Jimenez, I, I think, is going to be a pretty good player mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. Lucas Giolito is one of the most electric starters in baseball. I love Moncada always. Yeah, like that's why I loved when we went to that Chicago series. Like, because I just was like, dude, Moncada's a beast. I love it. Unit and just the guy gets he he can be better than what he was last year. I think. Right. Um, I I think he's gonna take a step forward. I just the Twins are the only other team in that division that I'm kind of looking at to being a good team, and I don't think they even compete with what Chicago is. And then I think it just comes down to whether or not you think Chicago or the Yankees are good enough to to make it out. I just think the White Sox are deeper and typically more healthy than what the Yankees have been. Like, the Yankees haven't been able to stay healthy ever. So, just to me, it's just the White Sox look poised to be able to make a deep run in the playoffs. And I, there's definitely nothing challenging them in their division. And I think the only team that challenges them in the playoffs is probably the Yankees, personally. That's fair. Yeah, it is a, it is a weaker AL for sure. Yeah. Uh, AL West, you have <laughs> – Smorgasbord of teams that I think are going to fall off the face of the earth, and then the um, I, maybe to me though the team that that's hopefully will take it. I think this is going to be my take for the year is, is the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, you hope they fight. can be good. I'm going to say that this is going to be the year they take that division yeah. because it is wide open and you have no reason why you shouldn't behind you know a couple Oakland, of good maybe Oakland's good, but. If Shohei Otani is yeah. the two-way player that you signed up for, then that helps tremendously for them. And Shohei being healthy is the biggest wild card for that team because if he's healthy and he can play the way you think he can, then he's going to help that team on both sides of the ball. But if Shohei's not and he looks like what he did last year, you're in trouble because that guy couldn't hit the broad side of a barn last year. Right, and they also picked up you know, Dexter Fowler who struggled hitting mm-hmm. as well. Right, so the, you do have a couple of question marks, but you're just hoping that these players 
can really get it together. And and for that man, I hope that they kind of go. They, they're in the same problem. For Mike Trout's sake, man, I hope they win some games. <laughs> but you need more pitching. Realistically, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like they need to address their pitching as much. Dylan as Bundy's good. I I do like Dylan Bundy. He had a really mm-hmm. good year last year. They got Jose Quintana, who I, sure. I think that his I think it's his first year. That like not question mark, man. You don't really know what that yeah. kid can be. Um, right. Alex Cobb has fallen off the face of the earth since he left uh, Tampa Bay. Who knows? Shohei Otani, uh, like I said, you never know. Andrew Heaney has shown flashes of being an okay pitcher, but never been great. I'm pretty sure Andrew Heaney does not have like a fastball. No, I think he's such a movement no. pitcher. It's crazy. Griffin Canning, I think he's a young kid. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. yeah, 96. He he came up and looked good at times last year, and then he looked really bad at times last year. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Uh, the bullpen is yikes. <laughs> not great. Uh, yeah, but no, I I just think I don't think that LA or sorry, not LA. I don't think that Oakland can compete again this year. They they've kind of been not gutted, but they've been stripped of some some things. One right guy, they're key. We, no, actually, I guess Marcus Simeon. We got one, and they lost. Simeon and Hendricks are big. I don't think yeah. Simeon was a huge piece. He's a he's Semien a good piece. He, like was their MVP years, candidate, but he wasn't good last year. And last year they were better than they were the year before. And so I don't I, think Matt Chapman played the whole year, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had some injury. Maybe I mean, it was Matt. Either yeah, way, yeah. one of them Matt. Oh, it was Olsen. Matty O was out for a yeah. bit. Yeah, right. But if Matty O is healthy, that guy can rake. Um, yeah, dude. Mark Canna too apparently is like yeah unreal. Just, you need him. I can never count the the A's out. I get it, but I just feel like Los Angeles should have definitely made like they should be the other LA team making a bit of noise. You know, Mike Trout yeah. deserves yeah. some something to to want to be there. You hope for, you hope for yeah. his sake that they do. Uh, I don't see Texas or Seattle making any sort of mark in this division. Uh, the Astros, I, I got nothing I to say. Them. I don't like them. I don't like them. They lost George Springer. I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to compete. I don't see what them do being at the top. They don't really. They've got you know Jose Altuve. Is I hope it's Altuve regresses even more than he did last year. Like I just yeah, hope he just me. falls off a cliff. They um, what picked up Jason Castro, or was he already yeah, there? I don't know. I think yeah. he might have came back last year, but I have no um, idea. What's if, if Kyle any, Tucker in the outfield? <clears throat> Kyle Tucker looked great in his rookie season. There's um, nothing that they've really brought in though that what's his name? has made me. What's his nuts? You have the lineup in front of you, the young kid that won rookie of the year last year in the AL. Not like the last season, the one before, the last full season. Jordan Alvarez. That's Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. I just found He missed all of last year, so getting him back might help offensively. Right. He's a liability sometimes, but Forrest I don't know. I think, they're, I think they'll make some noise. I don't see them competing with the A's personally. No. And you just never know with the Angels. With that Rendon Trout combination, should be winning you a ton yeah, of games. But just, they just and Shohei Otani, you hope is healthy. So yeah, you hope to get some decent starts out of Otani and uh, Bundy, and maybe Griffin Canning can turn into a major league starter. I don't know. Uh, no. Finally, saving the best for last, the only division that matters in my life, the AL East, baby. Bottom to top, how are we doing? Who's your bottom, bottom team? To top. The Orioles are never that anywhere. That's not a question. They're nowhere near the top. No. Uh, who's your second worst team in this division? Uh, see, I've I've been debating this honestly since we started talking. Yep. 
because somebody could easily put the Boston Red Sox there. Sure. For and sure. I probably wouldn't be upset about it. No. However, no, I wouldn't disagree. I have somehow convinced myself that the Rays are going to experience such a big bad. fall. I don't think they're going to be good. And they, everybody keeps saying, no, like it's the Rays. They're going to match up. Like, sure. No, the but they're not is the same. They don't have Blake Snell and they don't have Charlie Morton. No. And you don't have anything. Like, Tyler Glasnow is not that good. No, you don't have anything in in the actual starting rotation. That's incredibly scary. You don't have anything in the bullpen. Like you can match ah, up, but the bullpen's still really good. I, okay, I but the people are the gonna bullpen. the people like teams are gonna be able, I think, to match up with you as well, though, right? Like mm-hmm. you've now shown your hands. Like how many how many things can pitchers show as much as batters, right? Yeah, pitchers are gonna have tendencies. Pitchers are gonna have like, dude, Tyler Glasnow had a tip off when he was putting his sure. glove yeah, over. Yeah. Like, like you find little things in their game. Their rotation this year could be Glasnow, Yarbrough, Chris Archer, Michael Waka, and Rich Hill. Wow, like it's so scared. Honestly, That's those are guys it. that like aren't probably going to get it done, but because they're raised, they're all going to be Cy Young candidates or something, and that's going to be where yeah, they show it up. Um, was Chris Archer a Cy Young candidate when he was there? What's that? Chris was Chris Archer? Uh, once, I think he was close. Once he was close, but that was it. Um, however, that three-headed monster of Nick Anderson, Diego Castillo, and Pete Fairbanks at the back of that bullpen is one of the most oh, disgusting threes you could have. It's unbelievable. And, but And then they just have like 75 guys in the gotta, minors that can throw 102. But so. You have to get there, though, to me, right? You have to get to the point where they're needed in the back of that bullpen, and yeah. you were using guys like Blake Snell and Charlie Morton to get you there as much as you're using Tyler Glasnow. I think they're going to regress. Um, I, I, I think I'm honestly going to put them in that fourth slot. I don't think that Randy is going to be the same Randy that we saw blow the lights out. No. You know, like he yeah, Randy Rosarena is a big question mark for me, like whether right. or not he can figure it out. Obviously, yeah. he was in some legal troubles in the offseason. Right. So I just so think that we'll see. He's a, he's an interesting one. I just what did the, what did the Red Sox do that gives you hope that they're going to be better? I think every did. I think every other team in the league, the have, division, right? did okay. I know, but it's just to me, it's also what they have. Like I don't really think that. Um, well, they have Hunter Renfro. I mean, that right there worked out for absolutely nobody. Dude, they, ever. Just don't, they don't have anyone. Um, no, but Alex Verdugo, you hope, is a lot better than he's he's been. You know, he shows a lot of promise out there at the plate, Okay, I think. Verdugo is good. Rafa, Rafael Devers, also they, good. They still have J.D. Martinez. They got Kike Hernandez. You know, Xander can play. Yeah, like Xander can always play. Right? Uh, Their pitching is just always – you hope that Chris Sale is healthy at some point. This team's not good. I <laughs> It's okay, but that's not, but the, the Boston Reds like it wouldn't surprise me if they just no. somehow did it. Sure. Raphael Evers, sure. Um, Chris Sale coming back there. might help. Yeah, it'll but definitely help. I mean, getting Chris after, Sale after helps. Chris Sale, you have Nate. <laughs> which one of these guys is your number two? You have Eduardo <laughs> Rodriguez, Nate Eovaldi, Garrett Richards, Martin Perez, Nick Pavetta, Matt Andrews. I don't know. I'm not saying it's good. That's like the bottom of the Jays rotation. That's how bad that looks. Um, Eduardo yeah, Rodriguez absolutely. is probably the two guy behind Chris Sale. If Chris Sale's healthy, like it's it's rough. I don't know. That's what I'm the saying. Bullpen I've been, sucks. I've been thinking about it. I'm not saying I've been convinced about it, but they're the Boston Red Sox, and they just 
are the Boston Red Sox, and I hate to vote against them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Boston's four. I don't see them doing too well. Uh, three is the Rays, I think, and I think you have a not a great battle, but a little battle at the top of the division for, between I'll the Jays and the Yankees. Very different. I'm going to say three Red Sox, just just okay. to spite you, just to put them above you. Okay, we'll just see. <laughs> um, and then the Yankees are they're the cream of the crop in the AL East. It's just how it is. They have a lot of money. They spent a lot of money and they have a good team. The only thing the Jays can hope for is that they're not healthy, which happens consistently. Uh, and then maybe the Jays can make up some ground and pull ahead of the Yankees. But as it sits yeah. right now, the Jays have no pitching. So I don't have a lot of faith in the Jays overtaking the Yankees. The Yankees, it's not, they don't have a great pitching staff. They're not one of those. They did get better though. Yeah, they're good enough to get it done. If they get Luis like, Severino they, back and he's close yeah. to what he and was, they made he a big trade they, with um, with Pittsburgh to bring in uh, like on the yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've identified some needs for sure. They're they're better than they've been pitching wise. Like, oh, they got Corey Kluber too. So it so yeah, but Garrett Corey Cole Kluber, obviously elite pitcher in the MLB. Um, Corey Kluber, you have no idea what Corey Kluber is going to be anymore. Jamison Tyon's streaky here and there. You never know. And then you're filling it out with uh, Jordan Montgomery, who I have no faith in personally. Davey Garcia, who should be in that rotation, but I don't think he hits in it. Kids young as hell. Michael King, I don't know much mm-hmm. about. And then Domingo piece of shit, Herman. Um, I don't think he should even be in the fucking league anymore, but whatever. Um, Here is he has a chance to be in their rotation, I guess. When the guy is healthy, he can pitch, but he's just a uh, he's scumbag of a human being. Um, <laughs> and then their bullpen, I don't know, man. Obviously, Chapman is still there. He still throws like a jillion miles an hour, but he sucked a little Zach bit Britain last year. Zach Britton is not what Zach Britton used to be, but he's still there. He's Chad nice Green can pitch at times. He got yeah. streaky. Darren O'Day. <laughs> You got rocked in the playoffs, but yeah, I don't know. That's there are question marks up and down this lineup. Gary Sanchez, whether or not he can actually hit in the, uh, but I think they have the least, they have the least amount of question marks. Then, nah, their lineup's gross. Like you have yeah, Luke Voigt and DJ LeMahieu, who were two of the right. best hitters in the league last year. And Gio or Shelley, you never know. Stan and Judge, who were just MVP candidates every year, right? When they're healthy, Clint Frazier yeah. looks great. Mike Talkman just comes out of nowhere all the time. Aaron Hicks can do things from time to time. They're just – they're built deep, and there's a chance – they're like, the only thing is that they don't stay healthy. So, as long as they can stay healthy, they're walking away with this division. If not, who knows? I think that the Jays could easily get it, though, right? Like, as you said, there's no – there was nothing in that, you know, that Yankees team that was a surefire close down the inning, right? Like – Nope. You said Zach Britton, not what Zach Britton was. This yeah. team can definitely get to him. This team can definitely get to Chapman, right? Fastball mm-hmm. hitter, man. Like, yeah. Oh, go ahead, throw your hundred miles. Like these these kids are ready for it. They're seeing it, mm-hmm. and if they can see it and get hold of it, then perfect. That's a matchup and made in heaven. If that's yeah. supposed to be your ace, your your close down guy, and the Jays just continue to get bats around. Fine with it. Uh, just a chance. I think the Jays have a chance to take the division. Not a good one. A little. No. Uh, let's do some more oh, for fun. We're not going to do all of them. No. Let's do uh, four of them. 
I was just thinking we do the uh, MVP, the Cy Young. I think that may, maybe rookie of the year, but I don't know enough rookies actually. I don't know rookies. So, so we'll just do MVP, Cy Young, zero. Uh, so four, and World Series winner. We'll do our World Series players. Okay. Uh, we'll start off with the MVP because that's the war that matters. I wrote myself twice in here. Uh, who are you taking? AL first, MVP. Uh, it's too easy to say Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah, it's always too easy good. to say Mike Trout. But I feel like we've always said it's too easy to say Mike Trout. And yeah, and he never, he never gets, gets it. So I'm going to say that the Angels' success and winning the division will be because of Mike Trout, and they will finally grant him with that MVP that they will no longer say Mike Trout. That's fair. Now, if so I'm Mike making Trout. a realistic yeah. pick, I am also going to say Mike Trout. <laughs> and I don't know how serious I am about this, but I legitimately think if Vladimir Guerrero can continue to do what he's doing and, like, he's healthy enough, that kid – and the there. Jays actually push themselves to, like, a 98-win team. There. You're not going to say it. That's going to get clipped. That's going to get clipped. You're going to put it on the internet. Book it, man. Don't I don't it. know. I think oh, – your sound is going to shit for a second. Okay, sorry. I, Brantabo, think Vladdy Jr. will at least be top five MVP voting this year. If he continues to look like the player he is in spring training. Because, like, just all the, the adjustments he made in the offseason, he just looks like a better baseball player. And if that guy's rolling, the Jays are rolling. So, he's not my pick. It's Mike Trout because I just can't go against Mike Trout. So. Fair. But I think don't be shocked if Vladdy G is top top five, at least in MVP voting. Mm-hmm. Who you got in the NL? Oh, I do want to say Mookie Betts. I don't know why. Okay. But I feel like that's just easy to say. Even though he right. didn't win it last year. I wasn't going to say Mookie, so if you want to say Mookie. You're not going to say Mookie? I'd like to say Mookie. I like Mookie Betts. I like the way he plays. I think that he's incredibly talented. I think somebody that could rival him, which I've always kind of pushed for, is Corey Seager. I think if Corey Seager is healthy, he could have a real MVP season. Okay. Hey, man. Everyone's got to have a take. I don't know what about it. I just think Corey Seager's dynamite, and I think that he could really just – he just needs to be healthy to show exactly how good he is, especially in that team. Okay. And – you kind of get overshadowed, right, with the Bellingers and the and the Bets and the, you know, the Turners, yeah. the Munsies, everybody yeah, else. I think that's kind of why it takes away from his MVP case, personally. Yeah. But, but no, um, if I'm that. taking a guy, I'm going to take one that has a lot of fun, could be a top three player in baseball in Fernando Tatis Jr. I know it's an easy narrative because everyone just wants to say he's just the face of baseball because he kind of is. And I, I don't think there's any way around that. The guy's – Electric, he's good defensively, good offensively. If he can manage to stay healthy, I think he's easily in that MVP uh, race. So I'm going to take him for fun. I love it. I, I actually had a feeling that you would. Yeah. It was him I or like it. Acuna Jr. <laughs> or, Acuna or, yeah. Soto, Juan Soto's another one. Like, it's going to go to a child this year, I feel like. It's, it's going to go to someone under the age of 23. I just That's funny. I feel it. Um, okay. Cy Young. 
Start with the uh, AL. You want to start with the AL? Yeah. A lot of me wants to say Ryu, and I don't. I love it. I I, I love the hometown bias. <laughs> yeah, it's def- that's definitely my hometown he, bias. But, man, the guy did uh, heat up down the stretch last year, and, and he was better in the back half of the like, season. He's just such a gamer. You know, yeah. he, he plays for every game. He strategizes incredibly well, right? He's a very smart, intelligent pitcher when he approaches up there, right? He never tries to beat you with overpowering stuff. He no. beats you with placement yeah. every single time. Yeah, and he fools you up. Tell me, all of his pitches move. Tell me how you hit that. Oh, how do you he's just, he's a really good pitcher. That's all it is. He doesn't throw the hardest. Right. He just does his job, and he's smarter than you. Yeah, I, I never – would count out Shane Bieber again just no, because he's no. going to need to take that horse and run with it in order to be anything can yeah. anything good. So don't count him out on that. But, yeah. So who are you going with officially? I'm going to say Ryu officially. All right. Just to have the hometown bias in there. Okay. I'm cool with that. Um, I am going to go against both the things you said there just for fun. I think it's probably Shane Bieber. But maybe Shane Bieber doesn't replicate what he does last year. I think Lucas Giolito. I've been riding the White Sox. Wow. And I think Lucas yeah, Giolito has riding. a chance. I think he's healthy, right? I kind of vaguely remember him getting hurt now. <laughs> Makes his pick. Doesn't know if he's healthy. Yeah. Like it. I think good he's take. Fine. He's fine. No, you're no good. he's good. Um, yeah, no, good I think that. Lucas Giolito is going to take a step this year. Um, I don't know. I think he's a really good pitcher. It's kind of all it is. Like, you're choosing between aces in him, Bieber, and Ryu. Like, I think it's between them and maybe Garrett Cole for who wins the AL side. Yeah, I don't think I there's enough. Don't like there's Garrett no dark Cole horse in the AL that I'm looking at. I don't know why I don't like Garrett Cole, but – I just don't I just like him as a person. I don't like the Garrett Cole. This is overall face. Need some grit, man. Yeah, Bro. for sure. Bro. Um, yeah, no, I just – I'm going to go Giolito just because. Uh, NL? My I'm still kind of – your your pick is not that easy? It's that easy. I am not going away from the man that wins it every single year. <laughs> then you should then go for it. Say it. Jacob DeGrom. It Jacob DeGrom is the biggest lock for any award of all time <laughs> because apparently he's throwing significantly harder than he did last year and he's just yeah, better. That's actually exactly what I was going to say. Was Jacob I'm, not fucking, I, I'm not no chance of going away from Jacob DeGrom. This is the biggest slam dunk pick of any of them. See, I dabbled with a Max Scherzer, but I looked at his numbers last year and they were not, not great. So I'm going to actually agree with you on this one that's, and say Jacob DeGrom. It's kind of the... Because he... He was hot. You can put in brackets, Max Scherzer, if you want, or something. Okay. Because uh, my little backup, maybe as my little thought about Max Scherzer. Yeah. If the Grom gets hurt, this is yeah. Still thinking about it. Still thinking about it. Yeah. But uh, no, I I completely agree with Degrom, and that rotation's dangerous, man. When when you see him out there, and you know they're now yep. a bit of a feared team for sure. They think mm-hmm. they are, anyways, right? Yep. Um. Who are your two World Series teams? Who? Who's the matchup for you? Ooh. Um, I'd kind of like to see... I'd like to see the... I'd like... Oh, I'm kind of agreeing with you with the White Sox would be nice. Just as like a new team. I think it's possible, man. They're just... They look look good last year and I think they're only getting better. 
Yeah, absolutely. I could, I could definitely see them. I wouldn't be upset. You know, I obviously wouldn't be too mad if the Jays got in there. Oh no, God no! Come, <laughs> man, come October, up. there's a chance that like we can go there. Oh, if we I'm just saying, there. it's gonna be a hell of a party if the Jays can make it there in October. Oh, man, I definitely don't want to see the Astros. Let's no, see no, it. Oh, you know what though? No, the the final answer for me is the New York Yankees. They're just okay. they're too good. I'm gonna put the Yankees. The, the Yankees? Are going back. They haven't been. They can't like, win in the playoffs. <laughs> no, I don't know why. Don't What's know. the deal? I don't know. You know, and NL side, and I'm assuming also the World Series winner. Do <sighs> you think so? For real? that's I. I don't think it, I don't think an AL team wins it this year, but. No, I think it's going to be the Dodgers again. The Dodgers um, are my pick. Okay. And they're your winner too, I'm assuming? They are the, my winner again. They're going back to back. Okay. Why, I, does, baseball suck? why does baseball suck? I'll just, why I, can't I, they just be even? I do have even a different like final than you, which is cool. I, know, dude, that's cool. I think it's the White Sox coming out of the AL. Okay. Um, I figured. I just, like I said, I think they're and, deep and they're – they're older now, and they're more mature, and I think they're going to have a big year. Do you think I know um, you as a sportsman? Do you think I could guess your pick? I, oh, I almost guarantee you you could pick. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, the Padres? It is the San Diego Padres, Padres yeah. on the other side. What a shock. We talked about four teams. so I just It's boring for me to say the Dodgers. I think it's either the Dodgers or the Padres, and I don't think there's anyone else. And I just think the Padres have something to pr- prove after last year. So hopefully they're healthy enough by the time it gets down to the, the – the finals there that they can actually it'd probably be second round again because they're in the same division. Right. So when they face the Dodgers, hopefully they're healthy enough to give them another run and, and win. They were close this year, but yeah. who knows? Maybe they're like, a little. Yeah. They've made some good moves, I think, to help help with mm. that run anyways. And hopefully you remain healthy or are healthy enough to go head to head with them because yeah. the Dodgers just somehow stay pretty healthy all the way through. I don't get it, but no. it's like and they uh, almost don't get with the injury bug when it comes playoff time. Crazy. Everybody's um, good to go. You know, Corey Seager comes back and just lights it out. Yeah, like, I don't think they've ever – like, I can't remember. I think Bellinger was hurt the one year, but he played through it. But uh, yeah, like, I can't I remember a time where they've lost a big name in the playoffs. Yeah. I, nothing comes to mind. Um, I'm obviously picking the Padres over the White Sox. I trust the White Sox. I just don't trust them enough to win. You just really try. I just think that they just have a weaker stop in the AL where they don't really have to go through anyone. So I like it. I think they get the one seed in the AL, take the wild card team, which is probably going to be the Jays. And I think they walk the Jays. So give me a good year, though. For sure. Good. It's fun. There's a lot of there's a lot of really interesting teams. Uh, we spent a good chunk of time on baseball. Look at us go. First time in a while. We can just run through quick because I got a I got a jet real soon. Yeah, I don't have much to say in the NFL. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster went back to the uh, Steelers. Good. On a one-year I, I, I didn't want to see him anywhere else. I'm just happy hating no. him where he's at because I don't like the team. I don't like the player. Plain yeah, that's kind of a no, a no trust deal, too. That's like a you prove it, we'll prove it. Took less money to go to Pittsburgh, too. He had bigger offers from Baltimore and Kansas City, and he said no to both of them to go back to Pittsburgh. Wow. I, like Res- I respect the respect he has for the Steelers. Yep. Don't respect the guy, though. So, Especially without knowing what Big Ben's going to do. You know, they brought in Dwayne Haskins, who's not terrible, but hasn't found it, hasn't found a way to be a professional yet. Mm-hmm. So, yep, we'll see. Um, my second favorite story of the week, uh, 
Chicago let go of Mitchell Trubisky. They let him walk to free agency so that they could replace him with Andy Dalton because that's the biggest upgrade they can find, apparently. Apparently, they offered three firsts and two roster players for Russ Wilson, and Seattle said no. So Russell Wilson's not going anywhere if that's the offer they got and he's not moving. Um, it's going to be hilarious to see Andy Dalton trying to man that offense. That was already not great. They franchise tag Robinson, but he hasn't signed it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, Mitch Trubisky then went and signed a deal with the Buffalo Bills, well, which doesn't make sense. Up. Doesn't make any sense to me for Mitch Trubisky because you're not going to play I ever. He's hoping that Josh Allen gets hurt. That's it. That's all you're hoping for. If Josh Allen gets hurt, the Bills are done. Like I, nobody can do what Josh <laughs> Allen can do, man. Good Lord. It's just that the move doesn't make sense for the Bills. It doesn't make sense for Trubisky. I just didn't really get it. But hey, have fun over there. Do, honestly, I think a lot of these quarterbacks who struggle at starting starters as starters, sorry, are trying to do the Teddy Bridgewater where they come in for like you know five games. Yeah, you get a deal. Like sorry, Ooh, like like that. What he did with the Saints Panthers. there. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it was like he had five games where he, he rolled. He was 5-0. and oh, and that With gave a great everybody, like, team. Right. And that gave everybody, like, a chance. Like, you know what? Maybe he can play. Let's give him the opportunity. Yeah. And, you he's know, okay. Carolina – just not good. Carolina bit on it. And he's – but it's tough to he's then go mad. five games to, to 16 games. And now they're going to 17 this year. Yeah. So, like, good, yeah, good, good luck. luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But my actual favorite storyline – I don't know if you heard this. Uh, nope. The Rams. So, they acquired uh, Matt Stafford couple weeks ago right right yeah for jared goff and at the time Number michael nine. brockers was pumped about it and he didn't have very kind things to say about jared goff he basically said that uh matt stafford is a significant upgrade over jared goff and they're really happy to have a, a better quarterback in the system mm-hmm. michael brockers just got traded to detroit <laughs> so that guy you're talking all sorts of shit about he's now your quarterback again welcome back the Jared Goff show, Michael Brockers. <laughs> and and they have probably one of the most intense coaches. I don't know if you ever heard his his speech for his induction as a coach, but he basically said, Well, oh, you're gonna punch they're gonna get and then you're gonna knee us in the mouth, and then we're gonna get back up again and punch you on the way up, and then you're yeah. gonna push us down, and then we're gonna get up and nibble your, your kneecap off. <laughs> it was the most interesting wild, press conference I've wild. ever seen. Scary. And just now you have scary. players that don't like each other. Well, maybe. Who knows? But, yeah, that's that's hilarious. I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> the funniest storyline of the week for me, honestly. It's, I love every second of it. Um, yeah, that's really all I wanted to talk about in the NFL. I got nothing left. Awesome. Uh, no, thank good. you for tuning in to us in the beginning of a week. We're going to try and can. actually, this is the end of the week now. We had two episodes in a week. Um. So we're going to try and continue that onwards. Keep your ears open for us early in the week and late in the week. I'm not going to commit to days because eyes peeled because Brant doesn't know them. He just every day is the no, same. I forgot that today was Friday. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, catch us beginning end of every week. Follow us at the BNB Pod underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us at the BNB Podcast on TikTok. That's where we have the most fun, anyways. Uh, Check us out. Please join us. Oh, join us every week. Oh, I love it. it. Uh, Theasports.com. Find more content. Get some merch. All that fun stuff. We'll catch you sometime next week.